Hey, you found us. It's the Brooke and Jeffrey podcast. Yay! You're here. Yes. This is what we sound like. Uh-huh. You can go onto our website, brookeandjeffrey.com, to see what we look like. But to recommend. know what we smell like, oh, okay. you're going to have to go to Brooke and Jeffrey's <laughs> Candles for a cause. Oh, yes. It, it smells good. Does it? You're going to have to find out when you buy a candle and 100% of the proceeds go to charity. Yes, yes. you care. Yes. Help out. All of it is online at brookeandjeffrey.com. All right. Now let's start the show. Yay. How do you set up your dating profile right now? Do you think, Ugh, there's too many pictures of me holding a drink. Do I look like an alcoholic? Oh. <laughs> Has that ever been a concern for you, Alexis? I think about it, but I leave them there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kids are cute. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh no, this one doesn't have me drinking. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I want to look interesting, but not weird. Uh, yeah, maybe I should post that cute photo of me swallowing a corn on the cob hole. How is that cute? It's cute, trust me. (laughs) You know conversations like that go on in people's heads all the time. Yeah, for sure. But now, dating experts are predicting next year, we're going to see one of the biggest and strangest new trends in dating apps ever. It's called reverse catfishing. That's where instead of putting up photos where you look better than you actually do in real life, you post photos where you purposely try and look worse. You set that tone right away. (laughs) This is what I do in my day-to-day life. And I'm going to tell you guys, it works. You shower once and put on some makeup and you get so many compliments when you don't ever do it. It's true. How many texts do we get from listeners every single day saying, I looked at Brooke's Facebook page and I was like, ugh. And then I met her in person at a gas station. I was like, oh, not as bad as I thought. Um, Brooke does one charity event and I get guys in my DMs, dude, Brooke is hot. She's wearing something other than sweatpants. (laughs) I'm telling you guys, this is the way to live. That's right. Under promise, over deliver. Absolutely. (laughs) The challenge, though, is being able to lock down a date when you're not using the best photos of yourself. But if you can pull that off, reverse catfishing can probably be the best possible start to a future relationship ever. Wow, this is brilliant. And you have to be able to judge, like, are they, like, ugly, ugly? Or are they just, like... Yeah, they just need some makeup. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Unless you're with someone who's into uggos and you show up on the date and they're like, oh, my God, you're hot? (laughs) Now Snapchat's going to start coming out with ugly filters to make you look (laughs) uglier than you are. They already have a couple of those. Yeah, they do. People are actually going to post them. Yeah, I'm not go. falling for that. Yeah. Not filtered. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the shot collar question of the day. And I'm just hoping Jake gives us a question that lowers our overall self-esteem and makes us question why we work here. Jake, what do you I got don't. for us? <laughs> what are some of the most common ways that we lie? I don't I lie. Guess, I, don't I guess know. on the dating apps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some people, maybe it's adding a couple extra inches to your height. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For others, it's telling your boss you're stuck in bad traffic when you're late to work. Yeah. I've used that one before. <laughs> While you're drinking a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows you need to slip in a few lies into your wedding vows. What? Whoa. Oh. That's not the place to do yeah, it. Yeah, trust me. You do not want to be 100% honest in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look close enough, one place you'll find it more than any other is on a job resume. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. And a new survey asked a thousand job applicants to name something you've lied about on that important document. Oh, interesting. I have the top mm. five answers, and by far, number one was education. Oh, oh people lie, you about, can that? lie about that? Lie about that Yeah, <laughs> dude. I mean, I guess they nobody don't... ever really checks it. Yeah. What are they going to do? Call your college? You'll have to guess the rest of the top five in a special LinkedIn sponsored edition <laughs> of <laughs> Unglued Family Feud. Okay. Thanks, LinkedIn. As we do every morning, we'll start with a guy who never needs to lie about adding inches to any bodily measurement, young Jeffrey. Mm. Jeffrey, tell me something people lie about on their resumes. I do think it's probably the same as with your dating profiles, the types of things that you would lie about. What do you mean? Like, like your interests or something? Yeah, like your interests and your hobbies. Do you put the what? Why what are you on putting resume? on your resume? <laughs> your GPA? You're trying your... to show your future employer with the type of person that you are. I don't. I've never put a hobby on my resume. Mine's and only look, hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like not in this industry, but in other industries, you want to bond with the people that are trying to hire you. I'm gonna go with. Do you lie about your hobbies on your dating profile? Huh. Hobbies, <laughs> not. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> dating profile on the resume. Hobbies oh. is not in the top five of <laughs> things you lie about on the resume. I think you're asking the wrong room about resumes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah. made a resume in so long. I know, I haven't touched mine in 12 years. Yeah. Let's go over to Alexis. Something you lie uh, about on a resume. Do you have a resume? Yeah. I didn't lie about like my jobs on it, but I would like maybe round up how long I'd been at a job. Like oh, thinking that that looks more that's professional, good. you yeah. know? No, that's good. But also the amount of times I've put just friends as references instead of some oh, old boss. That's a good one. Or had people text me and be like, Hey, if they call you, say you're my manager oh, from wherever. That's good. Oh, references. Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna say references, Jake. References are oh. not in the top five. Wow. Okay. Send it over to Jose. So I haven't done a resume in forever, but I think what the best thing that I would lie about would be my position at the last job. Yeah, like, oh, that's, that's what I'd say. Your like, role. A role. That's there good. it is. Yeah, I would I say like I'm a manager say. instead of being just a, like a lead or so, you know, just yeah. like kind of gas it well, up. Well, people yeah. take it way farther than that. They're like, I was chief master supervisor <laughs> of ultraviolet <laughs> operations. And yeah. they're like, what does that mean? It's it like, doesn't oh, matter. I was the light tech. <laughs> I cleaned tanning beds with a paper <laughs> towel. <laughs> so I'm going to say your position or your role, Jake. Your position or your role is number two. The job. job title right after education we're back over to brooke okay so i'm just like going down in my mind what is actually on your resume right mm -hmm. and for me i stop at the skills area yeah. and i know uh, how mm -hmm. to work this program That's and good. maybe you don't you know, yeah, you just, you know, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like well my roommate does so we'll figure it out yeah. um, i'm gonna go skills skills is number four oh, on the list. Oh, getting nice. there, getting there. Skills or experience, I'll count as one thing for okay. something people lie about on their resume. So Brooke is safe, Jose is safe, Jeffrey and Alexis, not safe. We're back to Jeffrey. Something <laughs> you lie about on a resume. See, I think if you were smart, okay. something that you should lie about on your resume is how much money you made at your last job. Oh. Is that on your resume? Again, What's I don't think that's there? on there. I think, I'm into this. I think you put it on there. <laughs> no, you what? say, at my last job, they paid no. me $500,000 a month. A month? So if you want me, I'm in high demand. Well, I'm going to go with what is lying about how much money you made at your previous job. It's called like Salary. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> he still doesn't have one. He doesn't. Working on it. Lying about your previous compensation is not yeah. on the uh, top five. Ooh, is that just because it's not on a resume? Yeah, it's, I okay. mean, it's somewhere on his with his hobbies. <laughs> Bird watching. Half a million dollars. Yeah. Jeffrey, <laughs> that's it. Alexis. You guys are laughing. Uh, for the win. Rich I'm going to go with lying about how long you were at a past job. Yeah. The length yeah. of time you worked at a job is number three. Yay! Oh man. Let's go over the top five. I gave you number one, that was your education, lying about where you went to school or if you graduated. Uh, oh. Number two, job title or role, Jose got that. Mm -hmm. Number three was the length of time you worked at a previous job, Alexis said that. Number four, Brooke said skills or experience. And number five is your achievements. Oh, you had certifications yeah. or oh, other awards oh. you'd won at previous jobs. God, yeah. Yeah. Love to lie about employee that. of the year or something. Does anyone else just want to see Jeffrey's old resume? Yes. I, really yeah. I wasn't planning on ever getting a job, honestly. I was just hoping to coast from age 10 to 80. And then just. <laughs> yeah. When you grow up rich, it's like, what else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just rely on those inheritances. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to be getting shocked here. Somebody wanted to hear Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Ooh. So you're a tough guy, like a really rough guy, just can't get enough guy, chest always so puffed guy, I'm the bad type. Now it's you! I'm bad. That I can only hear that song as the Batman, yeah. in your Batman Oh, voice. yeah, uh, your parody. Song the, yeah. the Bat Guy, yeah. yeah. You can check that out. It's still up on our YouTube, at Brooke and Jeffrey. Yeah. Go subscribe. That's your Shot Caller question of the day. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. You've heard how people in Hollywood pitch their ideas to the big studio execs. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like, imagine, it's Pretty Woman meets Star Wars. What? <laughs> and they're like, oh, like prostitutes in space? Yeah, and they don't kiss? Exactly. Oh, okay. They don't kiss on the mouth. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, oh but I mean, the lightsabers would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm yeah. sold. Here's $30 million. Yeah. That's how things get done in okay. Hollywood. And I know this because ABC just announced they're doing a new show that's basically two other shows mashed into one. What is it? It's Shark Tank meets Punked. Wait, oh, so I love this. they're wait, calling so it the prank panel. So wait, people what come with their tank. What the heck? That is <laughs> that better. That would be way, way better. better. 
The panel consists of Johnny Knoxville and comedians Eric Andre and Gabourey Sidibe. Oh, I love her. And the premise is every week they hear pitches from regular people who want to pull a prank on someone they know. So wait. Oh, they want to pull a prank. Oh, I thought it was just people coming with their dreams and And then the comedians joking about them. No. These people come into this panel and they're like, okay, get this. I want to prank my mom to accidentally spill milk on her lap when she's eating cereal. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. I mean, so basically, it's like the comedians have gotten too tired and can't think of any yeah. real yeah. ideas. Because, I mean, we come up with these every week for our phone taps. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they're just going to throw a bunch of money at these ideas yeah. and make these small pranks really epic. Oh, okay. Oh. At us too. Yeah. And it's going to be premiering next year, so maybe we should just be forwarding all our phone tap requests to them. Do you think that hey. they'll get the same ideas that we get? Like, tell my mom I die. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many people want to die. I love it. The, the kids for the weekend, my wife's going away. Tell them I kidnapped them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh. But you have to call her now. Hey, I, call see. I mean, I'm sorry. Thank you for your requests. Yeah. yeah. Jeffrey.com. Let's not be morbid, everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, look for that on ABC next year. Ooh. And Laser Stories coming up. It's the radio segment that's launching a new restaurant with celebrity investors, rock star John Bon Jovi. Oh. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh. It's actually a burger joint called Bun Jovi. Oh, I like it. And I thought it was just going to be soft foods because he's so old. It's already gone out of business. Oh, yeah. oh darn it. No one's buying Bun Jovi burgers. Uh, too bad. It's Laser Stories. The segment where we read weird news stories around the globe, just like everyone else does, except we have a laser, and those other limp lettuces just don't. This first laser story is out of Sydney, Australia. The Taronga Zoo does this cool program where people can pay extra to sleep at the zoo. Oh my god, my kids would love that. And this one's called the Roarin' Snore. A uh, cute name, too. Guests pay anywhere from $400 to $700 per person Whoa. to sleep just a couple hundred feet away from the African lion enclosure. Oh. Wow. Go to bed, honey. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Last week, guests got more than they paid for as they were shaken awake in their tents by staff members who told them they needed to run to safety. What? Because five lions had escaped. A joke, right? The family thought it was a joke, too. Or maybe it was a drill, but nope, it was real. (gasps) Four lion cubs that are a little over a year old and their adult-sized father snuck out of their fence looking for a late-night snack. Oh, my gosh. Well, they found them. The only place the family could get to was an outdoor bathroom stall where they all huddled behind a locked door. I've heard lions don't like public restrooms. Yeah. So. And I'm, I don't know why I'm picturing the restroom has a bathroom door that's like just off the ground so you can see the lion's paws yeah. walking back and <laughs> yeah, forth underneath. Totally. Luckily, four out of five lions made their own way back into their dens, oh. while the fifth had to be safely tranquilized and moved there. And afterwards, oh. officials said they have repaired the integrity issue with the fence, oh. so their roar and snore program can go back to normal. <laughs> So four of them were like, no, the snacks are locked up in the bathroom, Dad. Come back to bed. (laughs) They also reiterated the program is extremely close to being 100% safe. Oh. (laughs) Almost there. Yeah. They can't say 100% because lines escape. But (laughs) let's go to your next laser story out of the interwebs. A no-nonsense parent on Twitter said she has a Halloween tradition where after her kids go to sleep on Halloween night, she throws away all their (gasps) trick-or-treating candy. Throws it away. Everybody has different family traditions, guys. Let's not be judgmental. Wait, all right, Brooke's family eats all of it. I mean, I eat it. Oh, okay. and my husband eats it. That's your family tradition. Yeah, but not all of it. But the thing is, she said she forgot this year, and so when her nine-year-old woke up the next morning and saw candy was still there, they gave her hugs and kisses. She's like, that's another rule. Hugging and kissing your mom is sad? Well, it's like, finally, they're like, oh, my God, mom didn't throw our candy away this year. They're so happy. Initially, the woman's take on tossing the candy was getting a lot of support. But then it started trending online. And she says once it escaped the orbit of her followers, she started getting a lot of backlash. With some people accusing her of bad parenting and even abuse. 
I go that far. I mean, far. they worked for that candy. But it's yeah. like, why why let them go trick-or-treating if they can't keep the candy? Well, she had a defense on that, saying she believes it's reasonable to not allow her kids to gorge themselves on candy indefinitely for an endless period of time. Yeah. Is that fair? I mean, okay, yeah, but there's a lot of middle ground between that <laughs> statement and throwing it away the same night yeah. as Halloween. I disagree. It's all okay. or nothing. She also added that she isn't mean. And people oh. are just looking at a less varnished picture of parenting. Oh. She also had some fun with the comments she was getting. One person said, why don't they just hide the candy from you? Mm-hmm. And she replied, well, they probably do. Oh. oh. So that they have to hide candy from their mom in order to eat it. That's healthy. <laughs> no. We all have hidden pleasures. Yours are, like, actually hidden. <laughs> <laughs> this next laser story is out of Holiday Headquarters. Yay! It'll be easier than ever to get hammered this holiday and faceplant into your Christmas tree while your family laughs at you. All right. That's because Miller Lite just unveiled something called a tree keg stand. A tree keg stand? Oh, it sounds cute. Here's a picture of it. And the idea is that the base around your tree is a Miller Lite wooden box that's big enough to turn your Christmas tree into a beer serving station. Much classier than like all the guys in their twenties who used to just decorate their trees with cans. I don't like how you're judging our tree okay. decorations, Brooke. That's not very kind. Also, it has holes in the top so you can feed the tap through, uh-huh. and you can clip it onto a branch. Okay. I love this because like every it. family member can open a present and chug a beer. Mm-hmm. That's it's the biggest like a new problem. Tradition. Yeah. yeah. All right, Grandma, you're up next. <laughs> Grab her ankles. I don't know why they say North America has an alcohol problem. Yeah. <laughs> The top of it is about three feet off the ground, and the tree sits on it. Uh So it's not like a normal tree stand, but they say it can hold trees up to five feet tall and 150 pounds. Oh, man. Each one will cost $50 at treekegstand.com. They go on sale next Thursday, and if you want one, just set a reminder and hope that you get lucky. Because sounds like it's a very limited supply. Plus, they're also selling beernaments again this year. <laughs> those oversized ornaments you can slip a beer can into and drink out of. Nice. Oh, that's right. I'm already thinking of all the cute pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this next laser show is out of the study of dudes. Brooke didn't ooh I, on that I, one. I, she was I, like, I was the only one that had a, didn't have a ooh. <laughs> Alexis okay. studies this. Bring on the dudes, Jeffrey. Yeah. Bring on. Well, this can't be right. Because oh, a new study out of London found women are more attracted to nice guys than rich guys. Oh, no, she didn't. Yeah, what? I don't care anymore. <laughs> stupid study. <laughs> it's attraction. I mean, you're not attracted to the rich guys. You just want their money. That's true. That's not attraction. Most rich guys are hot. Well, the researchers say it actually makes sense from an evolutionary perspective. When women are looking to get married, they want things to be fair. Yes. Yeah, they have also believed that they'll get that from nice guys more than from rich guys. Absolutely. Yeah, a nice guy will treat you good and Dude, care about you and your feelings. You want a partnership, not yeah. a messy divorce, unless you just want the big alimony I don't know, I'm falling asleep over here in your yeah, exactly. conversation. Us <laughs> nice guys, man, we always finish last. Yeah. Exactly. So even though there may be less money coming through the relationship, they believe it'll be shared more equally with a nice guy. Okay. Yeah, I can get compliments or checks. What am I picking? <laughs> Go with compliments. But for all our listeners out there, did you hear that? Single, nice, broke, ugly guys who are out of shape. <laughs> Alexis me. is biologically programmed <laughs> to be attracted to you at some point. Yeah. Just not now. Maybe yeah. next yeah. Christmas. <laughs> Keep waiting. My question is, what about the one guy who has it all? Oh, wow. He's, He's a nice, nice. He's rich. And he has a closet full of lightly used shoes that he's more than happy to share with a lucky lady. No? Why are you looking no. at me? No, I like shoes, That's but... Okay. Again, yeah. I don't know if Make you sure want to, You want yeah. it to be human? You'd yeah. rather have uh, a rude guy throw the shoes at <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Ms. Laser Stories has come to an end. We'll do it again same time on Monday. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. A French guy is going viral right now after posting about his very first date with an American woman. Ooh. Ooh, this will be good. Jose's still looking for his. But... <laughs> I'll take any ethnicity, any country. Please. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say the date went le bad. Oh, oh. is that French? I, I, didn't... I don't know. I don't Do we have French. a translator? <laughs> I, don't... I don't know. If you don't believe me, you're going to hear it directly from him because we have the audio of what he posted. Oh. Yeah. Plus, a wannabe actor figured out a clever way to get cast on a big-time Hollywood TV show, and it took him almost zero effort to get it done. Really? It's all coming up in a brand new... Woo! TikTok click shock! 
That's happening <laughs> at 7.10. Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Mm. I do, yeah. Really? Some Pictures. say she's hiding in a small lake in Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Some say a young boy snuck her out into the ocean free willy style. <laughs> Go, Willy! And Go, Loch Ness! Yeah. Keep on swimming! There are a few, though, who believe that she's lying dormant right here oh. inside. Woo! TikTok click shock! It's, Loch Ness is on TikTok, huh? It's TikTok click shock because we're so shocked at how many clicks that viral video has been getting. We've got some of the biggest TikToks from the past week ready. Your first TikTok click shock is from a guy named Renan Pacheco, who's a French man, but he lives in L.A. And okay. his recent video just got over 18 million views. Whoa, that's a lot. Ultra viral. This is huge. And here's how it starts. Yesterday, I had my first date with an American woman. <laughs> and it was a disaster. Oh. It was an absolute disaster. Mm. <laughs> I love her. Oh, okay. I love Sorry, it. Alexis. Apparently, he doesn't want to date Americans. That's, that's fine. That's not true. That, oh. it's not that he doesn't want to date Americans. This particular one was bad, though. I'll okay. show you a picture of Renan. He's a he's a good looking French guy. Oh my god, he's like a movie model actor. She's yeah. beautiful. He is beautiful. <laughs> I want to date this guy. I have the perfect amount of chest hair too. I know. Some say he looks like a young me. Uh, no, 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 no one said that. Loch Ness yeah. said that. I heard her. <laughs> yeah, maybe if she was looking from underneath the water. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but his date was with an American woman named Kimberly. Good job, Kimberly. Now, why was it such a disaster? I'll let Renan explain. First of all, her name is Kimberly. Oh, la, la, Kimberly. It's not my favorite name, but it's fine, it's fine. You know, it's, it's pretty, you know. So we sit down, we, we take the menu, and... Uh, and she looks me in the eyes and she tells me she doesn't eat gluten. Oh. No gluten? You don't eat gluten? <laughs> but how can you not eat gluten? Gluten is my life. Kimberly, gluten is, is croissant. Gluten is, is, is baguette. How can you not eat gluten? So I'm, all, I'm, I'm starting to be confused. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to have some glass of wine, you know? Like, so I said, what do you want to drink? And she says me, she doesn't drink alcohol. <gasps> Oh la 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 la, how can you not drink alcohol in your life, Kimberly? Alcohol is joy. Le vin, the wine is the joy. I, I want to find him. He's my soulmate. Yeah. You heard him, Brooke. Le vin, the wine is the joy. Le vin is the joy. I mean, I say it. Like more like an alcoholic, he yeah. Says it and it's sexy, yeah. but yeah, oh, oh my god, food, he's so like, right. You, know, like, Dude, you guys, my best friend told me the other day that she's now gluten free, and it oh. broke. It literally broke my heart. Oh no, oh, man. Oh god. <laughs> and somehow the French people know how to like make judging others sound cultural and yeah. like fancy. He could talk as bad about me as he wants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. So Renan admits after that he got up and left the restaurant without saying goodbye. Oh. Quote, I couldn't stay there. I'm sorry, but I can't have a love relationship with oh. someone who doesn't eat gluten and doesn't drink wine. Makes sense. And he ended by saying, I am sorry, Kimberly. <laughs> and of course, lots of comments came in on this. Oh. One person said, gluten is croissant. That's my new phrase for every moment of disbelief in my life. <laughs> it just made it 100%. Gluten. That's oh a God. TikTok click it. shock. Oh, that's that's maybe my start. favorite of all he time. He deserves to be viral. Yes, yes. absolutely. You're next. Woo, TikTok click shock. Is from a 41-year-old man in Kentucky named Josh Nowy. Okay, I'm sure he doesn't look the same. <laughs> yeah, we're, going, we're going from France <laughs> okay. to Kentucky on this right, one. Hello, my name is Josh Nowy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Josh has a TikTok called At Living Dead Josh. Where every single day for over a year now, he's posted a video of himself pretending to be dead. Oh my God. <laughs> like just laying down? Exactly. Oh. Lying face down, completely motionless in all sorts of different places. Okay. He does it like next to a river, oh. across a hiking trail is in there, the woods. Oh, is like actual these? places. Does he get makeup on or is he just no, no, no fresh, makeup, just, fresh dead? Just freshly dead. And why yeah. is he doing this? Josh says, quote, I figured that was the easiest way I could actually get on a TV show or a movie without actually having to audition or move out of Kentucky. Oh. 
He just wants to play a dead person on TV. He's like really shooting for CSI. Exactly. Literally every video says day number whatever of playing unalive until I'm cast in a movie or TV show as an unalive body. Did it work? You got into the hundreds, and turns out playing dead isn't as easy as it sounds. Really? Wow. Actually, I, I think this is true. I have an actor friend who said the same thing. Because in his early videos, you can see his chest moving oh. and other involuntary motions that give away his aliveness. Oh, so, I thought it was like he put his tongue out, you know, like when you're he's overacting. <laughs> so he had to teach himself and learn how to gain better control over his breathing and over oh. subtle movements. And finally, wow. after hundreds and hundreds of videos, Josh got the call that he was waiting for no. from an actual Hollywood casting director. Stop what it. it? Dexter, who was he murdered by? He was flown out to L.A. to appear in an episode of CSI Vegas, oh. where he'll play the role of, quote, unspecified dead person. Oh, you made it. Here he is. It, he's, there he is as a Ooh. cadaver being operated Whoa. on. God, this is like your dreams are you're never too old for your dreams. Yeah. Now, after all of his work, Josh also seems to be unbothered by the actual idea of death, too. Quote, I can face death and not really have to worry about it because, you know, I've seen myself dead so many times. It's actually a good way to process yeah. it. Man, maybe I should start doing this. I mean, it's going to be kind of worrisome for his family if they come up on him and he's actually in like cardiac arrest or something. And they just think he's doing another video. Like, Shh, guys, yeah. he's practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I think gluten's croissant on that one okay. those are your TikTok stories for the day your phone tap's coming up next Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning how would you feel if you bought a house and then found out a very famous historical figure was linked to it oh that's so cool that'd be exciting yeah, but they didn't live there oh. but they did stop off for a visit once and now you can't make any upgrades or renovations to it ever because the city's making it into a historical landmark. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait a minute. That's what we tell one guy, and we made up a huge backstory wow. that's going to live on in history forever, <laughs> yeah. even though it's kind of made up, yeah. as a phone tap right now. It's another phone tap. Weekday mornings on the 20s. Hello? Hello. Am I speaking with Mark Hamm? Yeah, who's this? This is Judy from the City of Muck Development Services. Uh, your contractor dropped off the plan to renovate your home for the permitting process. Oh, yeah, yeah, good, cool. Well, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. What? Why? What? Yeah, I looked up the records, and I see you just purchased that house two years ago, and... I'm not sure that they told you, but former U.S. President George W. Bush took a toozy in one of your bathrooms. Took a what? A toozy. Did you know that? No, but what's this have to do with my renovations? Well, because a president cut the rope on your property, the town has declared it a historical landmark. What? You you cave what? Because yeah. he took a crap in my toilet. It's a historical landmark. Yeah, apparently he was making a speech back in town in 2002 and on the way to the airport. <gasps> he ate a bad donut. Lucky you had to stop off at your property. There, no luck isn't. This is unlucky me from what you're saying. Well, now you're not allowed to renovate the house or paint it differently. You really can't do anything to it. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's my property. Uh, nope, not allowed. They just did the vote last month. What vote? Who's they? What vote? Uh, planning and zoning. Thank you. And they said they sent some emails, but a lot of times they go to spam folders. So well, you may want to check that. Can I appeal this thing? You're not going to want to after I tell you the good news. I highly doubt that. Uh, listen, you're actually about to become kind of famous, or at least your house is. I don't want to be famous. I just want my damn second floor. No, you need to hear me out. The city has actually earmarked. Oh. I can't believe it. Some money for marketing to promote the infamous toilet where George W. filled the peanut butter jar. Filled the peanut butter jar? Why do you keep referring to this as weird stuff? Well, how is this a town well, development? I'm sorry. I think you know what I'm trying to say. But you're going to be number three on the local tourist hotspot chart. Personally, I think you should have been number two. I mean, honestly, do you get it? Number two? No, yeah, I I get it, but the, this can't be happening. This is important. They, they don't make national landmarks out of everywhere a president's taking a 
I I hear that you sound upset, and I just think you're not. Maybe yeah, you're s- damn right. I sound upset. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to help you see the bigger picture. You're here. not helping. There, there's no big picture. Someone took a crap in my toilet, and I can't renovate my house. There's are, no big picture. Are you kidding me? That is not just a toilet. It is a place where some famous person laid a brick. Can you please stop making those euphemisms? I'm just trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you it creates a sense of culture and meaning in the neighborhood. Culture and meaning? You're talking about a What's wrong with you? I mean, personally, I think it's more important than St. John's Cathedral in the town over. (laughs) No world leader has ever dropped off any timber there, I'll tell you that. (laughs) That's like your ninth different euphemism for going to the bathroom. Is this what you do all day instead of approving my housing application? Well, I was hoping they were going to ask me to be on the marketing board, but they didn't. So, early next week, we'll be putting up the billboards. Billboards for what? They have our special presidential poop logo with arrows directing the tourists to your house and hopefully with, no, with, with no, your permission. No, listen, no, listen. No, no permission. No. Photo opportunities with the toilet. There will be, I swear, there will be lawsuits. I did not approve any of this. You have no right to do this. Okay, are you upset because you think you have to take photos of yourself? I mean, your friend Dan no, said I'm that you would you're do You're ruining it. my home. I don't think you heard me. Your friend Dan is going to be the one taking the photos in the bathroom, not you. I don't care who's taking the photos. I don't want any photos of my bathroom. You're still not getting it? I'm saying your friend Dan because this is actually a phone tap. It's just a prank, man. This is Brooke from Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. What? Yeah, it's a joke. Your friend Dan said you've been waiting weeks for your renovation plans to get approved and pull a joke on you. Oh, my God. A little bathroom humor this morning, you know? Wake, wake you up on the good side of bed. Wow. A historical landmark for a president going to the bathroom. I, I, I never heard of that being an actual thing. You know, I did write up the presidential poop logo. It's pretty sweet. You want to buy a T-shirt? Uh, I think you owe me two for free. (laughs) (laughs) Wake up every morning with phone tabs. Weekday mornings on the 20s. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. It's almost time for your second date update. And over the years, we've dealt with a few people who were clearly not happy with us by the end of the call. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They'll trash our show and say we sound low budget, Mm -hmm. which... You know, to be fair, that's true. How do we argue that one? We're definitely not high budget. (laughs) Uh That's for sure. They've lashed out at Brooke, calling her a joyless, out-of-touch grump, which, again, fair assessment. That is not who I am. I'm not okay with it. I don't think that's cool, but it is fair, Brooke. We have to admit that. I don't remember that one. But today was a first (laughs) when the person on the phone was so frustrated with how the call went, and we had nothing to do with it, but he said something mean about us that I don't think is ever going to be topped, oh, ever. Really? Now, how did we get to that point? You're going to find out in a brand new Second Date Update. Uh-oh. Next. Second Date Update. I think a question a lot of guys ask themselves while, while they're on a first date, okay. besides what's her name again, is <laughs> how do I get this girl out alone into the woods where what? it's just the two of us and nobody else. Oh Jeff. my gosh, Jeffrey. No, not you guys? I, I mean, Never. maybe men that should be in prison ask that question. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, That's our scary. L- listener Scott, who asked us oh. for help today, did that. What, Scott? And uh. he, Wait, do we need to do a welfare check? He actually we... made it happen and apparently had a really nice time. Scott, she, welcome what? to the show. She went to the woods? <laughs> scary. Yeah. Guys, good morning, good morning, good morning. Okay. Good morning. I apologize for the skepticism on the uh, other half of the room right now. I am 100% on board with you, Scott. You set it up to sound so creepy, Jeffrey. I yeah. sounded romantic in my head. Ah, okay. Maybe Scott can paint a better picture than I did. Scott, please, tell, us, Scott. tell us about the girl that you met. What's please, her name? Please paint a better picture. Sure. So her name is Tara, and I met her on one of the dating apps. Okay, you didn't uh, say was, so that's a good yes, sign. Yes, uh-huh. she's still good. She's present yeah. tense, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no, and I'm not sure if you guys are on there. A lot of ladies are into hiking these days. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. where the well, woods come they, in. Okay. At least girls. they say they're into hiking. I don't think yeah. any of them actually would go out and do it. No. Yeah. Cute pick, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you guys go hiking? Yeah, and so a little bit of a backstory about me. I, I was a Boy Scout, so like I really am into outdoors oh. and all that stuff. Oh. More than the average person, then I bet. Well, two fingers salute to you, sir. Yeah, that sounds oh. creepy, but that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do, right? Yeah. It's two fingers? I think it's yeah. three, actually. Oh, is it three now? Three? Yeah. However yeah. many fingers yeah. it takes, Scott. Salute. We're, yeah, we're happy. <laughs> so what did you do to get Tara out to the woods? 
so, you know, when you're on the dating apps, you're able to look at their social media. So I saw a pic of her hiking and she was at this huge mountain, which I, I knew of. Mm. And so I was intrigued. And so that was like the start of the conversation. And I kind of just kind of took off to there. And it was great. Oh, you know, the, okay. first date was, the first date was me inviting her for a hike. That's sweet. Oh, and that's uh, how you know someone really is into hiking. Like when mm-hmm. you can just look at the picture and go, I know that hike or I know that trail. Yeah. That's how you know you're really into so it. So the question is, did you come prepared on the hike with snacks and or a beverage? Ooh. I actually just brought oranges. Oh. oh. Okay. Not even Uncrustables? Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I mean, okay. it, it is kind of nice to like get to the, your destination at There's the end to end, have yeah. kind of a spread. Yeah. yeah. Or just for cramping, right? A little well, vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Tell, I mean, what were the highlights for you and Tara? So I picked her up in the city and we started our way. And oh, you guys drove together. Yep. Sweet. Yep. Oh, All right. Nice. Well, that's a really good sign. It is that, a good sign. That she put that much trust into you mm-hmm. on the first meeting. So how did it go? So it went, I thought, okay. Um, it went a little different than I originally thought it would go. Um, hmm. On the way there, I told her real quick that I have a cabin actually in the vicinity of the place. Oh. Personal, look at, I didn't want to be too aggressive about the cabin thing. I just kind of mentioned, hey, I have a cabin north of where we're going to hike. Well, it's good that you and, mentioned that. And that's always... You know it's kind of an awkward thing to say, by the way, I have a cabin nearby, because that's yeah. creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> Normally, it's a brag really? that you have a cabin, but if it's, like, I'd by ex- your trail... Mm-hmm. I'd be excited about it. If a random man invited you to a cabin in the woods, bro. I'm already in the car with him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have some trust level with him. Interesting. Like... So you didn't like it when I brought it up in the <laughs> intro, but now that when we're just talking it, about it casually... When you said it, it sounded creepy when he said it it sounded cozy oh if i said oh you get to compo- you want to compost your own waste out in the woods then you would be all about it well our cabin does have a compost i know it does you won't okay. shut up about it but uh scott so t- i'm sorry tell us more about your your cabin out in the woods yeah what was her reaction she was interested she yeah. was like oh it's interesting let's maybe head up there and take a look at it Oh, okay. You're not going to stay long. You only brought oranges. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, presumably he has food and stuff at the Hopefully. cabin, right? Yeah, you don't you keep could. food at a cabin. You don't? No. No, I did have some snacks up there. I had like some canned goods, beans, and tuna, okay. a little bit of beer. Ew. Not right. much, but. Tuna <laughs> and beer. <laughs> that out. This is a hot first date. <laughs> Warm Scott. beer and tuna. <laughs> okay. So we get there, have a few drinks. We actually hung out on the porch, talked about, you know, her family a little bit. And it was, it was actually nice. It started to get dark, and I didn't want to stay there too late because, you know, obviously if it gets dark, you don't want to be kind of, you know, hey, we should leave, or yeah. now it could turn into another situation. So yeah, you wouldn't want her to stay the night and start fooling What's around the other you? situation? You, know, you want to be respectful, right? You don't want to be like, hey, well, look at the time. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, you want to have her come back. Sorry, Got it sounded it. like a bad thing that you were yeah, talking about. And that's, I know. It's like, this trying to kiss me, and yeah. I was like, this date is over. <laughs> Get that warm beer breath out of here. Okay. So we're getting out of there. We have a good time. I really think she enjoyed the cabin. I was pretty confident I was going to get a kiss because, like, yeah. that was the energy. That's where the flow was going. Yeah, um, you spent all day together. That's been great. And on the drive back, I, I'm like, hey, we should do this again. But then I really couldn't tell if she wanted it again or if she wanted to maybe even meet up again. Yeah, but maybe it's for the best that you guys didn't have a kiss. After tuna and beer, I yeah. don't know how good of a kiss it would have Warm been. tuna and a hot beer. <laughs> as long as you both ate the same thing, you're good, Jeff. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, Brooke, you just get groceries. I, I never <laughs> want to go to your cabin. Yeah, yeah. I know. Literally <laughs> ever. It just sounds Brooke's worse and worse. in the woods eating hot tuna out of a can. Just, yeah, this is the time of my life. Anyway, so how long has it been since you since you last saw Tara? It's been uh, six days. Six days. Six days. And did you? That's a little long. Did you try for a kiss at the end? And no, I didn't try for it. Um, okay. Again, I don't want to be aggressive, but okay. Okay. Cool. You're being respectful. All right. All right. Well, now we're gonna be aggressive when Uh-oh. we play a song, come back, and call Tara, and we ask her why she didn't want to kiss you at the end of your romantic Cabin in right. the Woods. Oh, game. No. Why is she not calling him back? We'll ask her a lot of questions. (laughs) And we'll figure those out when we do it right after this. All right, Scott? Yeah. All right, hold on. Second date update. You know, I could have come in with this segment using some creepy, deep, dark, foresty music. But I'm not going to do that. I'm playing Zippity-Doo-Dah. Because it's a happy day to be alone in the woods on a first date. Drinking (laughs) warm beers and eating tuna straight out of the can. (laughs) 
think it could. It's actually it could be really romantic. Yeah, and could I think be. it was because that's what yeah. Scott did when he met up with Tara for their first date. One can of tuna, two spoons, and we're hoping. Aww. That sounds like a really bad video. <laughs> maybe a lifetime of happiness together. Sure. Now, Scott, before we call Tara, my producer said that you mentioned in your email something that happened that you thought maybe she could have taken the wrong way. Oh wait, we didn't talk about this in the, before. Yeah, I guess we missed it. Did hmm. did something happen? Yeah, I didn't think anything of it, but I had a deer head in the cabin. Okay, um, like it's one of those funny things. Like I don't even hunt. It's this kind of thing I just bought just kind of adds the ambiance. Yeah, of the cabin. Sense yeah. In the cabin. Okay. Wrong with that? So maybe I don't know. Maybe she was taken back by that. That's why I haven't heard. I, I don't know. That's my only thought, though. It's, well, no, she thinks she like. I think a, deer and... a girl that's going to eat tuna out of a can isn't going to care yeah. about yeah, exactly. taxidermy. As long as it's not collection. like freshly severed and Ooh. it's like fully taxidermied already, like you, it was fully prepared, right? The heads on the wall, but the bodies in the garage. Yeah, that like, shouldn't even just be a wait question. to skin it is what I'm waiting for. Right, yeah. <laughs> right Scott. I mean, yeah, I, I bought it off Amazon, so okay. definitely. Oh, oh. <laughs> you didn't kill it yourself. Maybe that's why she's unimpressed. Yeah, prime delivery with under an hour. I don't hour. think that has anything to do with it. Well, let's yeah. find out. We're going to call so Tara either. right now. We'll see what she has to say. Here we go. Scott, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Hello? Hey, is this Tara? Uh, Yeah. Who's this? Hey, Tara. You're on the radio right now with Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Hey, Tara. Hey. Hi. Wait, wait. What are we doing right now? Oh, hey, sorry. We're uh, we're doing something called a second date update. I forgot to yeah. hit the sound effect. Um, Jose, do the sound effect. Do we have a sound effect? Yeah. It's oh. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. <laughs> no, like a radio sound effect. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we're kind of a low-budget radio station, if you couldn't tell, Tara. What? lasers. <laughs> okay. Can't believe you laughed at that. <laughs> I just. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah. Oh my god. We're, we're a wacky morning show, and something we do on the show is called a second date update. And we're hoping to reconnect you with one of our listeners that you went out with recently, named Scott. Oh God. Uh oh. Oh God. That's not what a good one. Hey, I actually didn't think people like Scott existed, but he definitely proved me wrong. Huh? And, uh, Heroic yeah. chivalrous men, because yes. yes, they do still exist. <laughs> I don't think that's what right she now. meant. What oh, do you What yeah. do you mean by that? I'll give it. He's chivalrous, and he asked me to see his cabin. It was like super cozy and cute. It's a one bedroom. Wait, yeah, he we asked. Yeah. Wait, he, we didn't hear that he asked you. He said that you're the one that brought it up. It was your idea to go see the cabin. Yeah, I guess that's right. I I was the one who asked to see it, and if it was like near where we were hiking, it was. Something I just wanted to see. Yeah. That yeah, sounds okay, fun. Yeah. It sounds cool. He mentioned that to us and that he even offered you some cans of tuna and warm beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just hanging out, having fun, and like the beers and tuna. I mean, it was just really rugged and cool. So. Oh, you did think oh, it was cool. Okay. okay. It sounded like good things that you're saying. Yeah. Where did it go wrong? Yeah, we were worried about that. Uh, so, well, Sky has a fallout shelter. A what? A what? Say that last thing? Oh my god. Like a built in bunker no. in this cabin. Oh, like a bomb oh. shelter. No, he's okay. one of those like end of days preppers. Oh, Is doomsday. that what they're preppers? Oh, doomsday. Yeah, he's a doomsday prepper. Oh. Uh, no. Why would you think that just because he has a shelter? He showed me what it was. I mean, I didn't think he was scary. I thought he was like a really like good guy and then he lifts this hatch and we walk down this staircase and like i followed him down like thinking okay this is a little weird but oh it's inside of his cabin with the secret yeah oh that's a stranger down (laughs) yeah anytime there's a hatch opening (laughs) i wouldn't follow anyone down what was down there was it just a lot of tuna (laughs) (laughs) tuna paradise downstairs Welcome to Tunaville. <laughs> it was packed wall to wall with canned goods and water. Uh, I mean, this is like legit. It was 
really packed in there. Okay, so look, I don't want to be, I, I don't know anything about doomsday preppers, but isn't God. that a good thing if someone's just prepared? They no, have extra food? You it just depends. Like, why does he think the world is going to end? Because I'm going to tell you, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories oh, that float around these type of people. That's what you're worried yeah, about. Yeah, Brooks forwarded me the Facebook I, links to them. <laughs> I am from the land of, like, mountain crazy preppers. Yeah. I really am. Okay, and, that's I mean, why you know more about this. Story. What was he telling you? Tara. I mean, he's definitely read too many conspiracy theories. He's telling oh. me he's going to be ready for a zombie uh, apocalypse. Oh, he thinks the zombies are, are coming. What? Well, not yet. Yeah. No, oh, I have, don't tell me you're one. Too. I don't know. I, I haven't read the articles. I just read the headlines and then make assumptions. And then make assumptions. Okay. I had a friend's dad who was certain that the aliens were going to come, destroy our crops, and then mate with the rest of us. Oh, oh interesting. Aliens. I don't know why he wanted to live through that. So, but... Tara, you're not interested in surviving the zombie apocalypse. Oh, God. No, after he said that, he just officially lost me there. And there's no oh. way he was joking about zombies like Brooke, he had a whole yeah he had I a mean, whole... but maybe he was like really nuclear war but he doesn't want to bring it up because that's depressing that's a good point uh, you know? and you know what True. we should actually ask him that right now because i didn't mention this to you tara but scott's been on the other line listening this entire time mm-hmm. and he wants to talk oh to my you. god <laughs> yeah oh god scott um by the way tara real quick why did you give away my location this is a shelter <laughs> that's supposed to be on the low. No one know. knows about it. Well, we don't know, we, yeah, we don't know where north. your cabin is. All uh, you said it was north. That's all we know. Bro. And why are you taking a stranger to the bunker? Uh, <laughs> How can you trust her? I'm not going to be answering any of your questions, okay? I'm talking right now, and I have, oh. you know, you got me kind of reclimped. And yeah. the first thing <laughs> is I am not a crazy doomsdayer prepper. Like, okay. look at the end is near. We all know that. I think we can all I don't agree think we to do. that. I don't, I don't think we agree on that. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it, Scott. It's so good that you're prepared and you want to, like, help other people prepare. But, I mean, just, like, our discussion about repopulating the Earth oh. Wait, after what? this apocalypse, it's just, like, on the first day, it's just a little too much. Wait, oh. you guys discuss this? I only brought it up because it is a reality. Uh, I, I, think it, <laughs> I think it's kind of romantic. What? Oh, Jeff. Are you joking? Out of all the women in this world that I would repopulate the world with, <laughs> he chose Tara. That's usually an uh, insult line. I, if you were the last person in the world, you know. Dude, Tara has been incredibly open and understanding up until the repopulation yeah. point. Well, yeah. I mean. Right. Tara, can you not see the romance in it? There's nothing romantic about no. being told of, like, your biological purpose at this point in life is to repopulate after zombies. Have- after the undead undid you. There is going to be an apocalyptic event happening. Yeah. I see stories all the time. I want to be prepared. And so... God, I- what's what's logical about zombies? Yeah, the zombies is where you're losing, I think, a lot of people. Like, it's not going to be like in the movies type stuff, but it's going to be people walking around, you know, in, in their gore and, and, and just eating other people. It could... Why, oh, of course oh, it could happen. What? So, they don't look like movie zombies, but they're still eating people. They have better clothes. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. It sounds better than what we're dealing with right now. Okay, if you guys don't want to be prepared for this, I totally understand. Yeah, I'll be in my shelter listening to my podcast and reading my magazines. Oh, you got Wi-Fi in there? Yeah. Oh, damn. Damn, bro. I thought for sure you'd be on a ham radio. I really want to go. That's some high-tech stuff. You guys keep laughing while your radio station burns to the ground and oh. people eat you. I'll be hanging oh. out. Oh. Wow. That is not how I plan on dying. Oh my god. I have the first time we've been told that. I'll tell you, they're not coming for our brains. (laughs) Out of all of us in this room, who would be the most eatable? Oh god, I think it's a tie between Jose and I'm plump. I just checked. I'm like almost 30% body fat. Yeah. (laughs) Jose gets winded after taking like 20 steps. He's definitely the first to go. I'm taking those steps to go get more food. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I'm sorry. I want the two of you. I want the two of you to. You know, I really never should have reached out to you morons obviously you're having a laugh on me but i'm the one prepared so we'll see how this actually turns out all right scott we get it and yeah. make sure you go listen to our podcast where you can find scott's bunker coordinates Ooh. no wherever you get your podcast no. at brooke and jeffrey That's private information private information which we will give out for free on our podcast thank you scott brooke and jeffrey in the morning i'm not gonna lie i had a really good time recording that 
Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that was yeah. that was kind of fun. Even though Scott <laughs> was obviously really animated and not happy with us. Yeah. I will say Brooke did approach our producer after it was over and ask for his email, <laughs> wondering if there was an extra space in that bunker. Oh, so oh my you God. are all in, Brooke. I'm going to tell you, this is why I don't want to survive. If the repopulation um. is happening with people like you. Brooke, you don't have to I'm be good. shy. I'm good. I know what you really want. <laughs> you want tuna for life. Yeah. I can just see so him and terrible. Brooke in the shelter. He's like, hey, you go finish that can of tuna. I'm going to go up. I think I heard a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't wait until zombies raid this station. And they prove him right. And they make yeah. us one of them. And then we all march up to his oh, cabin yeah, together and right. eat his brain as a show. Oh. Dude, joke's on him. Yeah. I forgot we're going to turn into zombies. Yes. Yeah. Would we still do zombie radio? Would we be like the number one yeah, zombie just morning like, uh, show? Oh, yeah. Can you, can you talk? Uh, ah, brains. The prank phone call. Yeah. Hashtag team goals. That's what we are. I'm looking forward to that day in that broadcast. Same. But until then, you can always email the show. We'll call the person who isn't calling you back. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Well, guys, I think I need to get a new talent agent. Really? Really? Why? Because I'm not sure if you heard, but my close competitor and possible real dad, mm. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Jim. I mean, my mom did work with him I mean, for a she while did. on the same radio you show. but nothing alike. He bro. also writes parody songs. Yeah, that's and true. And I've heard he's doing pretty well for himself. Well, yeah, the guy's worth I mean, millions, It's a bro. movie about him coming I out. I mean, he's literally Exactly, out. Brooke. His agent yeah. got him a deal to make a satire <laughs> biopic uh, of his uh, life, played uh, by real A-list stars, yeah. where he's like this big rock star and they yeah. even pretend he sleeps with Madonna. Yeah. Just so cool. And doesn't Daniel Radcliffe play Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Harry Potter. Meanwhile, what does my agent get me? Uh. A 20 minute appearance at the local senior center on couples sponge bath <laughs> night. <laughs> Which, you, that's your favorite night wait, though. I mean, are you singing or are you an instructor? I'm, I'm just sponging. Oh. So, <laughs> most action I got was with Glinda. And oh, her one no. good hip. So, oh, wow. Until my agent get the wonky hip. Right? I, mean, I guess that's a good way to look at it. Thanks, Jose. But until my agent gets me a better gig, uh-huh. I'm just going to be stuck here singing another parody song. All right. It's We're my new song of the week coming up at 810. Song of the week time. And today, I have to address a cultural phenomenon that's captivated the world over the last two decades. Before you get there, can I quickly address that you're dressed up like Harry Potter? Please, yeah, thank you. Okay. You well, really did the group costume on Halloween. Yeah. Okay, thanks no. for ruining it. I was going to say I'm singing about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Well, it's like you come in here and you got glasses, you put the scarf. <laughs> the listeners can't see that, though. No. Uh, I was going to surprise them with it, but yeah, Harry Potter. Cultural yeah. phenomenon. Love it. Back in November 2001, that was when the very first Harry wow. Potter movie hit theaters, Whoa. and it was epic. Oh, my yeah. God. Did, yeah. If this song is going to have spoilers, I know that everybody else knows what happened, but I just finished the second to last, like, book six. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to spoil anything about the stories themselves. Okay. I'm just talking about the whole experience. We loved it. Oh, I'm obsessed now. It gave us this magical fantasy world that we could all escape to. Yes. Then it's got everything. It has big castles, Mm -hmm. broom sports, evil bald guys, nerdy kids reading big books. Give me Hermione. And the best thing of all, young love. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. You guys remember when you were going to school and those weird feelings you felt for your classmates yeah. as they did one and a half chin-ups on the pull-up bar? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> My broomstick is rising. Yeah. <laughs> you know that the students at Hogwarts felt those same feelings. And oh, yeah, for sure. yeah they, they're, it's in the book. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Involved. They were acting on their urges right there in the oh, corridors. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> ready. There is one type of young love at Hogwarts that's kind of frowned upon. What's oh. that? I'm talking about muggle love. Oh. Uh-oh. Well, 
And if you're not a Potterhead and you don't know what a muggle is, it's basically any non-magical person. Yeah, yeah. and you can have Normies. muggle parents, but also be magic. But yeah. there's a lot of, you know, conservative wizards out there who think nothing is naughtier than a wizard lusting after a muggle. Yeah. yeah. Screw them. Like Let love be love, yeah. man. Yeah, they don't get it even in their world. You know it <laughs> happened. And I don't think those people should be ashamed about it. Absolutely no. not. So no. I thought... should be ashamed of who they love. I needed to write a song for all those curious little wizards at Hogwarts who were secretly crushing on that weird muggle kid. Oh. And they knew it was wrong, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it felt so right. Lean into that feeling. And that's why, instead of singing Taylor Swift's song, I Knew You Were Trouble, oh. it's we Young go. Jeffrey's I Knew You Were Muggle. I knew <laughs> All right. I'm going to point when I'm ready. Points. Once upon a time, I went to wizard school Where houses were assigned and scarves are really cool You saw me in herbology with Dobby There's candles in the air and romance in the halls Now Myrtle's not alone while moaning in the stalls We're snogging and snogging Glasses fogging You're a Hufflepuff that's okay with me Till I realized Your blood was unclean Cause I knew you were muggle When you walked in And you couldn't cast no spells But then you brewed a love potion And now I'm stage five house elf Malfoy says mixed loving is forbidden but I can't control my wand Made magic with a non-magician Shouting Lumos cause you turn me on Whoa! Oh! Struggles dating muggles Oh! Oh! Muggle cuddles snuggles Slither in my dorm So we horcrux and chill I'm full Patrificus And I didn't need the pill I'm growling and howling, J.K. Rowling, Nagini's gonna snake, and Snape is gonna sneer, but we're just gonna snog while drunk on butterbeer. You charm me, disarm me, expel me. You're the no match for me, and I know that it's true. My patron is charm was shaped like you. Oh, I knew you were a muggle when you walked in. I felt it in my lightning scar, still chased you round like a golden snitch. You accioed my heart, oh, I knew there'd be trouble muggle loving. So we'd meet up above school grounds, gave you a ride on my broomstick. In the forest behind Hagrid's house Oh, oh, secret muggle couple Oh, oh, wizard Tinder's awful And if Dumbledore came limping in Trying to wand block me uh-uh. Just know I'd have a cadaver him oh. for you I know you were muggle when you walked in And on those moving stairs we felt like Dementors face again Until we got expelled Oh Luna love good's no good at loving this Because our magics cancel out I crave your plain human simpleness El Booty call you with a late night owl (laughs) Struggles dating muggles Muggles double trouble Human girl you're my one and only witch Muggle nuzzle gruzzle Living painting stare at us while we kiss Muggle 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 Yeah. Yeah! 
that was you know clever. Harry Potter. That was there clever. were so many that little so references. Clever. Yeah, yes. if you don't know the Harry Potter books at all, then this song was total nonsense <laughs> to you. And I don't blame you for that. It's okay. You don't have to like it. But if you know, you know. And if, yeah, yeah. if you know, you know. If you know, you know. So text into 7592 and tell us what you thought about this it. song. We're going to post the so video good. up yes. on our TikTok and on our Instagram and Facebook. We'll have all the lyrics at Broken Jeffrey. My muggle yes. heart hearts it. Now you ruined it. Okay. (laughs) Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Got a text into 78592 that says, perfect way to end the week. You started being Harry Potter on Monday for Halloween (laughs) and finished it on Friday by dressing up as Harry Potter again. Couldn't you have borrowed Brooke's ridiculous Hagrid costume? Mm, (laughs) Solid. This felt like when your grandma gets you something and then makes you reuse it constantly so it doesn't go to waste. I wanted to get my money's worth. Plus, I didn't want to turn everybody on too much by wearing the Hagrid outfit. I mean, beard on top of beard? I already did that is what you mean. (laughs) But if, if you missed it, instead of singing Taylor Swift's song, I Knew You Were Trouble, I sang my own version called I Knew You Were Muggle (laughs) to celebrate the anniversary of when the first Harry Potter movie was released in theaters back in November 2001 and also to honor the hot forbidden love that happened between (laughs) wizards and non-magical people. Oh man, it shouldn't be forbidden, honestly. I know we got a lot of texts on this. Brooke, what are you saying? (laughs) I like this one. It says, is it wrong to think that Voldemort was kind of hot in a bad boy type of way? Oh Oh, Uh, my god. Apparently they like very, very, very pale people. Well, when he was Tom Riddle, he wasn't a bad boy. I will say, we'll get you on that one. We'll give you credit and think young Voldemort. Okay. Okay. If you like the song know if you missed it or if you want to share it with a fellow Potterhead, you go to Brooke and Jeffrey on TikTok, Facebook, Insta, or subscribe to our YouTube page. All of it's at Brooke and Jeffrey and see video of me in my Harry Potter costume. Yes. Singing it along with my plainly dressed co-hosts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's like we were the yeah. muggles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like for we're sure. The Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning. Win! We got a first-time player on the line today named Austin from Everett, and he desperately needs this $100 because Austin is expecting his first child in March. That's so exciting, Austin. Is it exciting? Sorry for putting emotions on it. Maybe you're not excited about (laughs) it. That's a true statement. No, I'm very excited. Okay. And I hear it's supposed to be a baby boy, and you haven't named it yet? Yeah, you don't realize how many people you hate until you try to name your first child. Uh, Hey, okay, I'm sorry. Hot take. Don't tell anyone what you're going to name it until after the kid has its name. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think think that's the best plan. Oh, no, it's just everybody knows somebody who is an awful person that is attached to whatever idea you have. Can I give you one naming suggestion, though? Is it yours? No. Call it anything but Jeff. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you want this child to be happy and have a successful life, you will not name it Jeffrey. Was... Promise me that, Austin. Maybe I'll go for Jose then. All right. <laughs> We're going to send Brooke out of the studio, and while that happens, Austin, you know the game's played. you got 30 seconds to answer as many questions as possible. If you don't know one, you can say pass, but you have to beat Brooke outright to win. Are you ready? Yes. All right. For $100, here we go. Your time starts now. Today is King Tut Day. King Tut became pharaoh at the very young age of what? 12. What color moves first in checkers, red or black? Black. Louisiana has what bird on their state flag? Raven. What decade did the first Chipotle open? 2000. The White House is located on a street named after a state. What is it? Washington. The top-selling brand of ketchup in America is Heinz. What ranks second? Punch. All right. Well done there, Austin. We're going to bring Brooke back into the studio. Brooke's having a conversation out in the hallway. That's okay. While she's coming in, though, Austin, uh, tell us what you do for a living. Uh, I build industrial-sized chargers. For phones? For, like, forklifts and, like, other equipment like that. Wow. wow. I never, you never think of that. Yeah. You got a bunch of, like, cool, new, modern, hybrid Tesla forklifts over there? Uh, no. No, oh. not like that. Oh. No. That's too bad. I thought it was, like, climate-controlled yeah. forklifts. Yeah, and... with the cool sunroof. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tell them we got to get on that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you like about working there? Uh, it's just fun kind of to work with friends. I mean, there's only three of us that build chargers. Oh, oh. cool. Do you yes, guys uh, fight in the forklifts? Like, drive them at each other yeah, and cool. uh, battle? <laughs> 
Uh, a lot of people listen to the radio show, so I'm not going to answer. Take that as a yes. <laughs> I hope you win. All right, Brooke, it's your turn. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Your time starts now. Today is King Tut Day. Mm. King Tut became pharaoh at the very young age of what? Oh, God, 12? What color moves first in checkers, red or black? Uh, oh, in checkers, red. Louisiana has what bird on their state flag? Pelican. What decade did the first Chipotle open? Mm, 90s. The White House is located on a street named after a state. What is it? Uh, Washington. The top-selling brand of ketchup in America is Heinz. What ranks second? Oh, gosh. After Heinz? I don't know. It's the only one you know? I don't really know. I can't think of another Brooke's brand. Brooke's going to use a pass I mean, for the first time ever. Brooke. Hutch? What is it? <laughs> Hutch? Hutch? Okay. Oh. All right. We'll write down Hutch as I a possible option. We'll see name. if that's right when we go to the scoreboard and see how you both did <laughs> with Jose. I want to be addicted to roller skating, not crap. Bolaños. <laughs> or both. <laughs> Just skate really fast. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter if you knock your teeth out. You don't have them anyway. <laughs> Austin, you got two correct. Okay. We okay. Good. And yep. Brooke. Yeah. I will say Hutch was not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Why? But you still got two, and oh. you get the job. Uh. What I really want, Austin, is to drive one of those forklifts. Can you get me in there? Uh, yeah, I'll give you my personal number whenever you want. No, right. she doesn't have a forklift license. I'm calling the police. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Let's get the answers here for everybody. Today is King Tut Day. King Tut became pharaoh at the very young age of nine years oh, old. Wow. See, you uh, can rule a country and a world at any age, any experience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's awesome. You did a great job. Yeah. You did great. The color that moves first in checkers is black. Black moves first. Oh, really? Louisiana has a pelican on their state flag. Chipotle first opened back in the 1990s, 1993 in Denver, I guess was the first location. The White House is located on a street named after a state, Pennsylvania oh, Avenue, yeah, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yum. And top selling brand of ketchup is Heinz. What ranks second? Not Hutch. It's Hunt's. Hunt's, Hunt's ketchup. Very close. I can only remember the first three letters. <laughs> so, Austin, I'm so sorry. Brooke will not be able to fund anything for your child. No money to you. Sorry. But just for playing, you do win a pair of tickets to see Jonathan Van Ness at the Paramount Theater for his imaginary living room Olympian tour. Cool. Yeah, it'd be fun. Side-splitting comedy and gymnastics combined when the Netflix breakout star comes to the Paramount Theater for one show only happening this December 9th. Wow. So, Austin, (laughs) thank you so much for playing. Congrats on your upcoming baby boy. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. We're happy for you. And we'll be back to do Winbrook's Bucks same time tomorrow. Brooke and Jeffrey in the morning.